Hi, welcome to Geek and Sassy. My name is Jennifer Smith. I'm here with the beautiful and wonderful Miranda. Hi, you, Miranda. I am here. I also, yeah. when you said that, when you were like, welcome to Geek and Sassy, I was like, am I listening to an old podcast? Yeah. Um, all of our, all of our <laughs> pledges to like get on a schedule yeah. and, and do it, it just, we just kept getting fucked up like over and over. So, you know what? It is what it is now. Um, we try and we try. And try. When it works, it works. We're still going to keep trying. Exactly. So. Because eventually it works. Right. Eventually we can get to yeah. this point. It just takes a lot. But Being seven hours apart, we knew that was going to be a road bump, like a speed bump in, in the podcasting life. Yes. But I don't think sometimes that we realize, like, just how much of a speed bump it could potentially be. We're like, seven hours, psh, no big deal. But, like, yeah, some some days it's a big deal. It, yeah, I mean, honestly, it's just enough of a difference to, like, yeah. really fuck shit up, you know? Yeah. Um, especially, you know, if people are at home and they're not, you know, at school or at work. Right. And you know, it's like, and I've been just constantly doing stuff so um anyway regardless i'm happy to see your face i know because we see each other's faces you guys can't see our face but we see each other's faces um so you've moved into a swanky new pad i do have a swanky new pad oh i left the door open when i was trying to show you the cabinet i looked over and was like why is the door open (laughs) just trying to show jenny the wall of cabinets you have a very cool looking uh, brick wall. I do. I'm really awesome. happy. Uh, yeah, what I was telling you is, so this brick wall is in the room here that you see with me, which is my recording studio slash homeschool room. That other desk is Caden's homeschool station. But the wall runs out into like my main living space. Mm-hmm. Um, and we found out from some people, because a lot of buildings here are super old. Mm-hmm. They choose to try to, you know, you know, I've talked about this before, driving around, and we see buildings where, like, wish they would try to do something to save them. And here right. they do, because they have to make the most of their space. It's not as spread out as what we're used to in the U.S. Um, so a lot of the buildings are extremely old. And so it was explained to us that this brick wall that you see that goes behind me mm-hmm. is about 150 years old. Mm-hmm. So, so the, it's definitely haunted. I mean, probably. I haven't experienced anything yet. Um, I will say, though, funny story that you mentioned that. Um, so the lady that owns the flat uh, got super lucky and was given, like, a whole house right outside the city. So her and her family lived there. So she left things like uh, uh, the curtains. Like, they actually, mm-hmm. she picked them out. They belong to her. There's mm-hmm. things that when you get a house in most EU countries that unless you bought it and it's empty... It comes with it. Mm-hmm. And, like, curtains were one of them. And some were ripped. And so I started, like, taking them down to replace them myself or see if I could fix them. And pinned to the curtains, um, I'll have to, I'll take a picture and show you one because it's in the other room. But pinned to the curtains in pretty much every room that had curtains, which is this room and the living room, are, like, the little evil eye. Mm-hmm. Like, to ward off, like, mm-hmm. bad you mm-hmm. and they're all pointing out like to keep mm-hmm. it it's like they're pointing out towards the window which is what you would do to keep it from coming in and so when I repaired the curtain or took down the broken one and put up a new one I was like you know what I am not playing with this I Don't. have seen this 
movie. I have read this book. Yes. I put that EY back. Hell I, yes. I put it back, and then I even got some of my crystals. And you know what? I don't care if whoever listening is laughing at me, but I did. When I saw she put that evil eye up, I was like, this girl must know something I don't. So I went and got a couple of my crystals, and I, like, I charged them in the moon, and I put them on the windowsill where she also has the evil eye in the window. And I was like, praise <laughs> Jesus and Buddha <laughs> and... Here's some herbs while you at it. I was going to say, did you do a smudging? I mean, you I did probably need to smudge. I did. Yeah. I did a smudging. <laughs> and I even, I got some salt. See, you're a smart person. This is the correct move. Like, all of that. Yeah. I was like, You oh, know too much. Like, why would you not that, that? Right? That's like, I have a friend that is building a property. She's building a house at a property in Kentucky. And she grew up like me. She's super Southern Baptist. And she made her mama go to a crystal store with her the other day. Because... <laughs> They, in doing research on their land, found out that over four people have died in various ways on the land. Mm -hmm. Obviously, throughout time, but still. And so, she's like, y'all, I am a true Southern Christian woman. She's like, but I also believe there are just other things that need to be done. So, she made her Southern Baptist mama go to a crystal store with her. And her mama was like, oh, Lord Jesus, we just need to pray about it. (laughs) And... Tanya bought crystals and buried them in different parts of the house. And yes. she was like, do y'all think I'm crazy? And I said, no, girl. Build you a bonfire. Yes. Burn all the sage. I was like, you yes. know what? Make your mama happy. Call her preacher. Have him put a blessing on that land. <laughs> I was like, grow an herb garden. I am not kidding. Do all of like, the things. I mean. <laughs> oh, my God. I love I it. Yeah, my little witchy heart wants to be like, I'm going to mail you some moon water. Like, please, please take care of that juju because I can't handle it. Like, if, if there, I mean, if she knew the method of their death, like, if they were all, like, super violent, um, it would just be like a no, a fucking nope situation. Yeah, I don't know. They've already built, well, they have, like, the foundation, and so there's, like, rock, and they're starting to, like, the next step is to do the basement, and so she was able to get in there before they started the basement to bury the crystals throughout, so that in the foundation. Yeah, but at the same time, I'm with you. I'm like, if I knew, like, what happened, what I'd be like, tear it all down, nope, we're selling it all, we're going to build somewhere else, I am not having this, like... She kind of went halfway. I mean, like she did good. Like I commend her, but also I'll be wanting to know about those deaths. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I kind of want to. I kind of do want to know. She's an she's an author that I have befriended, and she's also from Kentucky. Mm-hmm. I've talked about her before on here, actually. So I want to message her, kind of be like, "Hey, Tanya. So, uh, <laughs> how about the, this?" <laughs> or I mean, if she's a writer, then you know what? Let the stories happen. She write writes them. cozy mysteries, so deaths happen. That's what I'm saying. She might I mean, be into just, it. We're going to talk reads and streams and downloads, and yeah. since it's been so long, and obviously we have both been watching a shit ton of stuff, we're going to kind of do more quick hitty stuff than uh, deep dives into the, yeah, um, just because I think we could talk about more crap that way. Um, I agree, I agree. Yeah, and, and you know, good lord, we'll be here forever if we had to have every single thought about all this and this is what we normally do <laughs> right i mean i think people come here for the tangents and they stay because right. we're funny right i mean obviously 
I mean, my 15-year-old told me I was cool the other day. So I think if a teenager says you're cool. You're in. I mean, that's You're cool, it. right? Uh, I, today I said slobby lobby to Ethan, and he thought that was the funniest shit ever. So I still can get him to laugh. My son says some pretty, actually, thanks to a fellow podcaster, Caden now walks around and when he likes something, he's like, that slaps. <laughs> Thank you, Will, from Guide to the Unknown. My kid now says, that slaps. <laughs> uh, well, kids don't need to be listening to us. Not even our own kids. Mine ignores me most of the time. Yeah, same. All right, so hit me with a couple of um, things that you've been watching. Mm. So... I will briefly mention one that I, you had to help me remember the name of it. <laughs> um, but Jerry and I finished all of the irregulars. Last time I recorded, I'm pretty sure I did not talk about this one. So um, mm-hmm. it is a new concept based on the Sherlock world. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the basically street urchin kids. Uh, I know that's a horrible name, but that's what they were called and referred to mm-hmm. as in the books. That would assist him and John because... They uh, are not seen or heard, really. They're not thought about. So they can kind of slink around in the shadows, uh, find out information because nobody realizes they're there or kind of even cares about them, which is sad, but Mm -hmm. that was the truth behind it. I didn't really know much going into this. It's uh, heavy on the paranormal, supernatural. Mm -hmm. I liked that aspect. I thought it was really cool. Um, the acting is really, really well. Um, Watson, it's a different take on Watson. He's not as uh, cheery and fun as we're used to in most versions. Um, and you get Sherlock. It, it doesn't spoil anything. I'm trying to do spoil free if it's fairly new too. Right. Yeah. Um, so, and you get it. You get the Sherlock uh, when he's drugged or coming coming off of plus drugged. Um, You hear that often in the books, but you don't see that as much on TV. They talk about, oh, he's clean now. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, uh, there is actually way more of these children than it is Watson and Sherlock. I don't even think you see Sherlock at all. You see, like, his feet or hear him until uh, until later in in episodes. Mm -hmm. He was really good. Uh, I even have some friends here that watched it that aren't really into stuff like that like we are, and they even really enjoyed it. So highly recommend. I'd give it a. I don't remember where the rating system. Were we doing two thumbs each when we were rating things for a total of four thumbs? I think. And yeah. Then there was a. Go listen to previous podcast. There's a whole funny explanation about half thumbs, quarter thumbs, <laughs> no thumbs. So, I would give it two full thumbs. Um, All right. My, my side of things. Yeah. All right. Um. So. This one, not as wholesome as that. <laughs> I don't know what I call it wholesome, but okay. It wasn't as wholesome. Okay. Um, so it's called The Girlfriend Experience. Uh, it's on stars. And this is like a Steven Soderbergh deal. It was like a movie. And then they did a couple of seasons. I'm watching it on like the most current iteration. Um, which start Like while you uh, Yeah. Yeah, um, so it stars one of the girls that I loved on that show, Bunheads, <laughs> which oh, is that a was weird a good show. It yeah, was... I love that show, Bunheads. So it's um, um, Julia Tellis 
is the is her name and she is the main character in this one she um is like super smart but she leaves school um to go work for this company and then she in london and then she is also a high class call girl on the side ah and then she starts she's she so it comes out that her dad has um alzheimer's and so he's losing his memory and then she's like very into neuroscience and um like the study of like reading people and figuring out what they want but she just is very like super smart and she's drop dead sexy gorgeous um and she is this interesting like mix of like prostitute and scientist because she takes the call girl method and tries to use it in a clinical setting to um record people's responses in so sexual almost like a behavioralist like sort a... of like that yeah so she she's like flat out having sex with test subjects um on camera and they're all like um you know they have electrodes in like they're all being analyzed in every different way and what they're do- trying to do is to create an ai um that can tell can anticipate people in the same way that she so, a sex bot not a sex bot it it becomes a companion more, bot? it becomes so d- deeper into the story um she finds out that she has that same gene as her family and that her sister has that same gene so it kind of becomes more about her creating an everlasting version of herself in this AI because she knows eventually she's going to lose all her memories and oh wow so it uh and it has uh it's a real stylistic type show um the fashion is amazing like and when she's a call girl she um is with these glamorous men and they take her these amazing places and she has (laughs) those the sex scenes are um quite graphic um something well, it's on stars so is it like softcore yeah. kind of yeah. oh yeah i mean it's yeah. pretty intense um and they do some some wild stuff in there um but it was fascinating i thought and the acting was really good and and you had this weird emotional like depth to her uh as a character and as an actress like i thought she really did a great job and lots of good supporting actors and that is well. yeah, i'm scrolling through the cast as you're talking about it on imdb and it's pretty um it's people that like you know their face but you may not like remember what they're in um so yeah and this looks like it would pretty good recommendation but you know it's like not safe for work or like you know, not even Children. safe for home if <laughs> if your kids are home. If you're so, like, like me and you've been using your son's television to watch TV in his bedroom, right. yeah, right. yeah, probably not. Should do that. All right. What about you? Um. So the other thing I have watched to completion is Dairy Girls. Have you ever watched it? I saw like most of the first season. I do believe it's a really quick watch because it's a UK show. Um, you know they don't do seasons as long. Uh, it is currently still running, so like there is going to be a third season. But right now there's season one and two. I believe it's available on US Netflix. I don't. I don't know. I my, think so. my Netflix registers as Slovakia, so right. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I'm pretty uh, sure it is. 
but it's uh, really good. It is set in the early 90s. Um, it's a sitcom, but it does deal with, like, some personal, like, real. It, it deals with real things, but it also does it in, like, a kitschy kind of fun way. It's a group of 16-year-old girls and their family and friends in Ireland during their civil war in the 90s. Um, so, uh, I say girls, but they actually drag in one of them's boy cousin. It's stinking hysterical. It is funny. It is really funny. Uh, these girls work really well together, um, playing off of each other, too. Mm-hmm. The second season, I, like, there's one episode I cried, like, pretty hard. Um, but it's, uh, overall, it's a funny watch. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't think you would necessarily, like, need a disclaimer, like, you're going to cry. Like, no, it's more like you're just going to laugh. Um, you might want to use subtitles if you're yes. not. The, the accents are thick on that they show. They are thick, heavy Irish accents, which makes sense. And it was kind of cool seeing, uh, in the 90s, hearing a lot of the music, because that, that was really cool. A lot of the that music that you and I grew up with was very prevalent in it. Um, highly recommend yeah, it. Great soundtrack. Yeah, it does. It has an absolutely great soundtrack. And it, it's usually... Um, Super funny. But yeah, it, it, and the whole background of it is this is the Civil War that's taking place in Ireland in the 90s. So There's an Irish drama series called Normal People, which I just kind of stumbled on. I just kind of put it on. I didn't expect to like get into it at all, um, but it's based on a novel um, by the same name by sally rooney which i am a little bit interested in in reading but it follows um kind of like a like an outcast girl in this little town and her name is marianne and then her family is like the rich family in town and but the popular boy at school is (laughs) the son of her housekeeper so they know each other right they know who each other are even though they're like kind of flipped she's not the big popular girl but she's the rich girl he's not rich but he's very popular yes exactly interesting okay continue sorry and they're like they're pretty fucked up like she is in particular she has a lot of mommy issues she has like um the brother is a little bit abusive like emotionally towards her and the mother is as well so the home life is just awful and she's just like you know highly unpleasant girl you know like sarcastic and mean no friends and uh gets picked on and all that jazz um but he comes to her house to pick up the housekeeper his mother every day so it's like they interact and whatever okay um so anyway they try she just has a crush on him and they end up getting together but their whole relationship is like so incredibly fucked up because he tries to hide her you know and then by the he just like he never knows what he wants and he's just very scared of everything but he's also highly intelligent so he gets a scholarship they both end up moving to i think it's dublin um to go to college so it follows them throughout college when they break up when they reunite when they break up when they reunite when they break up because that happens a lot but they just they end up with the same circle of friends sort of and so they and they they know about each other and they care about each other so much but they can't seem to make it work in the relationship and um so it's 
it's not a fun watch, but it was compelling. Uh, I loved the actress that played Marianne. She's, um, her name is Daisy Edgar Jones. She just has like a, there's, I don't know, there's something about her that is hard for you to take your eyes off of her. Um, she has very like large expressive eyes and um, she uses them very well. And I don't know, it, it was just, it was a great like, weird little one-off unexpected watch I uh two thumbs up for it. that as well two thumbs up for that and the girlfriend experience cool and i saw a preview for it and i just looked her up and she's actually in a show that is on my list of two watch that i've heard amazing things about called gentleman jack oh okay what's that i haven't watched it but i really want to watch that one um it's set in like the 1830s oh, um okay, yeah and she, uh, Gentleman Jack is actually a female. I see that. Yeah, but she, um, I, and I don't want to speak truthfully because I, I haven't watched it, but in the preview, I think she's supposed to be like, um, turns everything on their side. Like, I, I don't know mm-hmm. if she's, uh, gay as in just into women or if she's bisexual or, mm-hmm. you know, fluid, um, but that she's like, she wears pants and she likes women and mm-hmm. like, uh, aristocracy. She's supposed to be an aristocracy, but they kind of on her because of those things. Um, and I'm hearing great things about it and seeing lots of great reviews. So when you, I was looking at the uh, people from the normal people, when I was looking at the the list of cast there, apparently that young lady is also in this. So what we, uh, platform is that on? Jonathan uh, Jack is on HBO, I believe. Okay. But that sounds like it's one I've been wanting to watch. And now that you're saying that that actress is really great, it's definitely one that I will be pursuing. Do you have anything else? We have been watching, of course, the normal stuff that I think everybody is currently watching. That's currently running Loki and Bad Batch. Mm-hmm. I'm keeping up with those. Um highly recommend both of those. I'll give two thumbs up. Bad Batch is a animated series but i am thoroughly enjoying it it's mm-hmm. one of our family night shows um because we actually all love it loki's the same so far two huge thumbs up uh yes. loving the series fantastically done Does, quick on loki is yeah. it like heavy doctor who vibes for you like it is for me oh for sure without a doubt it's like when i'm watching loki it, it barely feels marvel to me like all i see is doctor who yeah it is it's very who-ish to me as well yeah yeah i'm into that about it though oh for sure i know it probably throws some people off though no i think it's great i think it's uh phenomenal kaden and i have watched uh two animated series that we've been trying to keep up with one is called the owl house uh it's on um Disney, not, I think parts of it might be on Disney Plus, but it's actually something that's on Disney, Disney, like XD, I think. Oh, okay. Um, And Owl House is a young woman that she sets off for camp, um, but instead of getting to camp, she actually kind of accidentally stumbles upon a portal to a magical world. Sorry, I'm going to get this right. Uh, and she ends up befriending, like, the rebellious witch that uh, has done all the things wrong and, and isn't liked by a lot of people named Ida. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and a little warrior king. Uh, she doesn't obviously have any powers because she's human, but she decides she's going to stay in this world and just tell her mom that she's at camp because her mom thinks she's away at camp. And she's learning a lot about herself. Um, it's a very fun watch. Mm-hmm. It does... Uh, I think it's also her coming into her own. So one of the girls that uh, she has a, a bully at magic school because she just, mm-hmm. like she decides to go to magic school. But there's more to that. And it's uh, it's a lot about people trying to figure out who they are and what they want as, as young adults. Like, who do they love? Is it OK to love that person? Mm-hmm. Um, it's very well done. I commend Disney uh, very well. Uh, the main character, I think she's supposed to be his. Bannock, I believe she is. Um, and she talks about like her heritage and like mm-hmm. things that she lived growing up. So very well done. Highly recommend it. Another one that Disney has done that I've highly recommend. I think I may have talked about this one because this is not as new, was Amphibia. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, magical portal kind of deal. It's actually through a box. Her and her friends get sucked into a world of like amphibians essentially. And she lives with the frog family. Uh, it is funny. They get into some huge hijinks, but it also deals with some like more, you know, deep issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, they talk about bullying, and and they decide that they're tired of being bullied by their one friend, and then she's separated from her family, and she's upset because the last thing she said to them was, you know, she was mean and she was rude, and she's trying to pay homage to her um, Asian heritage while being stuck in a land of frogs. <laughs> It's really cute, but um, do you I, feel like Caden picks up a lot of things that you know you want him to pick up from in sort of social issue shows? Um, yes and no, and the reason I say no is because to him, he doesn't uh, like. I actually was having a conversation with a friend of mine and yours, uh, Taylor, about this the other day, and I was asking her about an anime that she recommended. Um, and it dealing with like sexual things like a lot of animes can be sexual and that's not a knock at anybody that likes them but they do have a tendency and I was asking because he gets really uncomfortable by it and that's because he just doesn't want to talk about it but he also has this hardcore stance on like when he picks it up like he's like oh that girl likes her why doesn't she do something about it instead which makes me happy really happy because instead he's like oh you know I'm not saying all kids, but too often I hear, oh, she likes her? Why? That's uh-huh. weird. Caden's like, oh, she likes her. That's cool. Like, he to him, it's just like a normal, you know, like, yeah. it's normal. Like, no right. big deal. There are some social cues he doesn't pick up on. Like, he gets bullying because he's, it's been done to him a bunch. Right. Right. Other things, he doesn't, uh, he just wants everybody to love everybody. Right. <laughs> So sometimes he doesn't pick up on things, and other right. times he does. Uh, sometimes he's uncomfortable. Like, he right. doesn't like things that discuss even just, like, vague sex, which some kids or teenage shows do. Yeah. And he's just like, uh, okay. Because yeah. he doesn't care. He doesn't care. Right. Right. He still doesn't care. Everybody's like, do you have a girlfriend? And he's like, no. They're like, oh, do you like boys? Does it matter? <laughs> like, his friends are like, do you have a girlfriend or a boyfriend? He's like, no, I don't, I don't need one. Like, I'm good. Like, oh, like he's. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Ethan had a similar type of thing where he just sprung it on me out of the blue. Like, this is my girlfriend. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? 
Wait, 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 wait. What? You're just not telling me this? Ethan has a yeah, girlfriend? Yeah, he's like, because he, he's like, you know, about two weeks ago, I got a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, baby, did she just, like, talk to you? Like, because, <laughs> like, maybe he doesn't know what that means. Or, you know, I don't even know what that means, honestly, but when it comes to 11-year-olds. But um, it, when the further we talked about it, she gave him a gift. Like, she... um said she would miss him on the last day of school and um he said that whenever I freak out at school she helps calm me down and I was like well you got my vote I mean like I can't ask for anything better than that like um that like just sort of was amazing for me to hear um but you know I was like look you can't just go around calling this girl your girlfriend, you know, because she was nice to you. So if you have a conversation with her and right. this is what you guys want to do, then that's different. And he was like, you know, you're right. It, it was, you know, she's, she's like, um, a girl that I care about. That's my friend. And I know she cares about me too. And I'm like, okay. That's very you know. mature though. Yeah. To say, you know, yeah. But sort of, you know, and, I have my own issues with this whole subject and like that's my son and like my everything is about him and it's like my entire life is based on him and it's like I kind of need to know what's happening with that but then it's like I feel like he also deserves privacy right um, and I can't be all the time nagging the more mom talks about it the less he wants to know about you know what i'm saying it's like yeah, exactly it's like anyway we're getting way off topic but oh no but this is again why we're here like this is yeah. part of it we are moms and it's a main <laughs> part of our our thing no no i get it because you, you have a sense of uh you want to protect them but yeah. you also want to allow them to grow up yeah. and then like when i try to talk to kaden about it it's been a while but we like talked to him and we were like so all his friends were getting boyfriends and girlfriends and i think i talked to you about this and i was like i felt it was like i needed to ask Mm-hmm. But I did, and he actually got, like, physically upset and was like, Mom, I don't want to talk about it. I don't – I'm not ready for this. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, that is time. That is cue for me to step mm-hmm. back. He just very blatantly looked at me with tears and said, I'm not ready. Mm-hmm. So he, um, he hasn't blatantly had tears, but he will still be like, no, I don't care. So, like, yeah. he's a little bit more calm about his I don't care, but he still doesn't care. And that's okay. It he's is okay. Care. Yeah, it super is okay. Um, honestly, that's kind of what I've been expecting. Like, I wasn't expecting like any sort of interest. Yeah. That at all. Like, but I mean, that's fine. Um, I just like you said, I want to protect him. I want to make oh, sure yeah. that he knows the correct things to do and say because that is doesn't come to him naturally. You know. Oh yeah. Right. So it's like I. He needs coaching, if yes. that makes sense. I mean, yes. just like he does in every other social interaction that, you know, every other thing that we do, I can't just go and leave him on his own for oh, this no. very yeah. and very important thing, right? right? So right. I have to find some way to talk about it that will not get me shut out in that same way, you know? Or like my thing is I've been trying to teach Caden like Caden's always like bought his own things at the store but I'm trying to teach him how to like actually check out at the store mm-hmm. and do things on our own mm-hmm. and then I ended up 
inadvertently panicking him. I didn't mean to, right. but like I made him come out with me the other day. Um, he also <laughs> doesn't like to leave the house. <laughs> right. I made also him same. leave the house with me the other day. And I was like, you have to come out sometimes. Like there are going to be times when I can't do this stuff for you anymore. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Oh God, now, Oh, I don't know what I want to do. I was like, dude, calm down. Like you just turned 15. You don't need to know what you want to do for the rest of your life. Like, right. Right. I'm not going to do to you like people did to me. You don't have to know what you want to do for the rest of your life. I'm just talking about learning how to go buy toilet paper by yourself. Like, right. I'm not even talking about like, Small steps, kid. Small Look. steps. And he's like, but now you got me freaked out. And I feel like I need to know what I got to do with the rest of my life. And I was like. That's, it's that spiraling, right? That yeah, they do. yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's a, it's a, it's a yeah. but it all goes back to like basic, simple, like when it we does. first started spelling and, you know, for a spelling test. For any child, it's a blank piece of paper, put your name on it, and number one to ten. That was too much for him because it was a blank sheet of paper, and there were too many possibilities. Yes, yes. (laughs) That's what I mean. The coaching, like, this is the stuff that you have to sort of walk them through, and but it's also very private for them. Like It is, it is. It's, yeah, super private. And they don't think they're like, why do you, why do you need to know that? Or why do you need to, or at the same time. So it's really funny. They're both really private, but also Caden will do things. I'm like, what are you doing? Like if I'm out picking up, like do running errands because I live literally like I can be back to him in less than five minutes. I'm like, what are you doing? And he'll send me like a, an emoji of a toilet. He'll be like, I'm pooping. And I'm like, mm-hmm. really? You had to tell me that? And he's like, well, I could have FaceTimed you. <laughs> so, like, in some aspects, he's super private. And then in others, he's, like, just super blatant. Like, yeah. I, <laughs> I would say Ethan's the same way. Oh. Um, all right. So, real quick, I wanted to mention this other show. It is on HBO Max. It's called The Nevers. And the way that I describe this is steampunk x-men a little bit um it's set in victoria area era london and the only downfall for this show is that it was sort of like created by joss whedon Mm -hmm. uh he was the executive producer um and yeah and created by and he's problematic in a lot of ways but yeah yeah you know what? I didn't know that he was the one behind this when I started watching the show, and then I got fucking hooked on it. So sue me. I'm just saying I had to watch the fucking well, show. And I will interject super quickly and say I think you can appreciate the works of someone that is problematic, but understand that they are problematic and why they are. It's, it's, yeah. The it's creative so, mind it, it gives you this. Mm. Is one thing, and like their beliefs and issues and and horribleness is something else. There's yeah. a fine line where I get what you're saying. Like you don't you don't want to you don't want to support them, them. right? Right. Yeah. But then it's like, oh, but all these other amazing talented people that are a part of it that right. I'm not supporting mm. by boycotting this person. Yeah. And it's it's a ah oh, it's a it's a spider web of it is it really is. But anyway, I'm gonna talk about it because I watched it. And <laughs> I heard it was great. So I oh my god, it's so good. Um, um, so like the sort of X many people are called the touched. They're like um, they suddenly manifest these sort of abnormal, paranormal, all sorts of realms of different abilities. Um, right. 
and then uh, the main relationship is um, Amal Amalia True and Penance Adair. Um, Amalia is like um, like a uh, anomaly in this in this era. So kind of the way you were talking about Gentleman Jack, mm -hmm. uh, but just different. Um, I don't I I don't want to give it away because if I tell you her deal, then it ruins it. Right. Uh, but, she's from, I just looked her up. She's from Outlander. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's the, the sister, Jamie's sister. Yes. Um, so, anyway, their friendship is um, a really key relationship in it. And also, they are like basically superheroes and uh, social warriors. And so, a lot of the touched are just. Um, disenfranchised they're you know discriminated okay. against and uh it's it's the similar x-men situation mm -hmm. and um but there's a paranormal and utterly alien uh like swerve in this show okay that i cannot explain what happens because it will give it away so they're doing the first season in two parts um with the first part that I got to see, I think, was only like six episodes. Okay. On that last episode, I thought that I had turned on another show. I was like, wait, I'm supposed to be watching The Nevers. And because they completely shift away from our main story to give you the background of what you need to know. And it is not oh. anything that you would have ever fucking thought of. It's amazing. Uh, it's very sci-fi. And steampunk and X, it's just this weird like mix of genres, which and is a strong point. You know, Joss, that's what he does, right? He mixes the sci-fi genre with a western or whatever he does, um, right? And he has the superhero experience as well um, with Avengers. So I don't know. It's it's a really great show. Um, tons of just like world building. Um, I loved it, and that's two thumbs up. And it it deserves a rewatch, like just so you can fully appreciate before the next um batch of episodes come out. I I am I had it on my list, but now I'm like for sure making sure it's on my list. That little app I use that helps me keep up with stuff will now put it in my rotation and be like, okay. this is when the new show comes on. This is when this comes on. It's fantastic. Obviously, we have no affiliation with them, but uh, for anybody that's wondering, it's called TV Time. I think I've talked about it before. But you yeah, can go I'm in and select. Yeah, you can. So you can go in and you can tell it like, I watch this, I watch this, I watch this, and it uh, gives you push notifications for like this show comes on tonight. So like every Wednesday, I get a push notification like, Hey, here's Loki. Mm -hmm. um, so it's really cool. And if there's a show, especially if they've gone on like a really long hiatus. Maybe you've forgotten about it or forgot that it wasn't canceled. You get that notification you can, or you can show, like, you can scroll. I don't know if you can see it, but, like, mm -hmm. you can scroll through the, where am I? There's my camera. Yeah, <laughs> but you can scroll through the I list. I can see me. Uh, and your you, phone. <laughs> but you, like, scroll through the list, and then when you've watched it, you, like, tap the little button thing up there and it marks it off so it's also a good way of when you're binging or kind of binging you tap on there and you mark it off and that way when you come back and you're like where was i see i feel like i would feel a sense of accomplishment in my life if i, I had do, I do. because 
Right. Watching yeah. TV is pretty much what I do for the most part. So if I could just be like, look at all I've done. Right. It's my job. Look what I did. <laughs> and that's right. why I love things like this and Goodreads is because yes. you can visual. I'm a visual person, yeah, right? Yeah. So I can visually look and be like, look what I did. You know, like, I don't know. I look at my Kindle and it doesn't give me the same satisfaction as like going over this list. That's like, yeah. no, you completed it. You reviewed it. You gave it this many stars, that kind of, that kind of thing. It's like a whole completion. It satisfies my ADHD. Yeah. Yeah. It's your OCD, yeah. uh, guilty pleasure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, did you have any more TV or did you want to move on to books? I don't really have much more TV. I would like to mention, apparently you and I have a theme in common and we didn't even know it. I'm loving this whole new set of shows where it's that Victorian speed yeah. thing. Um, so there's a few more that are out there that have been out for a while. The Carnival Row. Um, I want to add that one to the list. So, I mean, there's this whole, like, woo, world-building thing. What is, the, what is the other one? Penny Dreadful? Is that? It, um, it's good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. I've watched that one. Um, yeah. That, that whole time era. Right. Yeah. It seems like there's a lot more. And, and we're gender-bending a lot of this stuff, too. And, and, and there's, like, a lot more um, sort of queer representation um, on phenomenal yeah on, on these it's not people. like it's not like uh you know people of uh, lgbtq plus just like appeared suddenly exactly. like they've always been yes. here they exactly. were here during victorian times they were here in grecian times so like why are we pretending they just appeared right. like right. Yeah. like we like, just made it up you know we just made it up they yeah. just became a thing <laughs> in the 40s no, yeah. no they've been here since the dawn of time they are we we are them they are right us. Like, there is it's all it's of no, us people have been here since yeah. the it's, creation of earth therefore here we people go. of you know of all types have been here since the earth began why are they not represented i'm just Stop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's talk about books then. Yeah, books. Do you have any books? So I have two audiobooks. Okay. Um, I will give you one guess on 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 an author that. King. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm such start, a weirdo. Like, R. L. Stein, Stevie. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna like start shouting them all out. And of course, um. It is called Later. It is about a boy who can see dead people, can see ghosts, and he can interact with them uh, for a short time before they move on. And move on, or just he can no, no, he can just interact with them. Like he saw like somebody get hit by a car, like in the park, you know, and that's sort of how he figured out that he could see dead people. Oh my Um, god, how traumatic! Yeah, um, so he tells a couple of instances about it, and then um, the the basic story here is that his family was like a publishing family. They have um, okay. they publish books, and they have like some famous authors that still bring in money for them, and then um, and then the entire whole uh, crash happened in 2008 or whatever and so oh, like the economic crash yeah you know? that, the, okay, the crisis okay. you know happened and um they got scammed out of a lot of money and blah blah so anyway they lost a lot of money um his mother was is just working in publishing and trying to kind of get back mm-hmm. you know 
find new authors, number one, to make new money and then keep okay. the current authors happy um, to keep their current revenue stream going. Um, so the mother of the little boy who can see ghosts, um, her brother, who was sort of the rich, he was in charge of everything, really. Mm -hmm. um, he uh, had a stroke and now he's just like an invalid in in a hospital. So he's just like he goes into increasingly worse like care homes as they get broker and broker like you know like yeah. they can't afford the park avenue apartment and the you know the 24 7 nurses anymore for the brother so he kind of gets shuffled down and down and down anyway um the mother is a lesbian and is dating a cop ends up being dirty and the they start using the boy the mother in a selfish but self-protective way like one of their famous authors died and he had this famous book series and he was on the last book he did not allow copy editing so he had the only copy he had the only story oh and he died writing the fucking book and so the mom knows that her son can see the dead people and she is desperate to not lose the company and lose everything right. so she takes the son to the author's house he sees them as it goes, and he literally recites the whole story to the boy who recites it to his mother, and that's how they publish a book. And she's a, a good writer. Like, she's been secretly copywriting his books for years without him knowing it. Um, so she's able to write even a better book than he even did. And so they're successful, and they get, you know, they get their lives back. And then, so the dirty cop wants to start using the boy in less than great ways. And then there's an absolute swerve at the end when you find out who um, the boy's father is. I'll just say it that way. How much trauma can you put in one book? It's a lot. It's a lot. And like, it, whoa. Like, it's a really good story. Like, it's a good story. And you don't find the swerve out until the end. Because he, cause he, that's the name of the book, Later. He'll right. He keeps going, I found out about that later. You know, and like, as he's okay. narrating. I was... It just to... puts all this weight onto later, right? Because he, he builds up to this, you know, there's something, and you, you've already read all this horrible shit, and you're like, what is it? And then when you find it out, it just blows your brain. But I love that. You know, we've yeah. talked about this before. When you read a book and you can figure it out, sometimes it's comforting, and then other times, like you don't want to be able to figure it out. You want to be surprised, like you want to to go all the way with it. I don't know. I don't know. So I definitely recommend that one. Two, two thumbs up from Stephen King. Nice. What about you? I got one more to talk about after you. Okay. You want to back and forth? Yeah. Okay. Um, so actually, there's one I want to talk about that is normally not in my wheelhouse in the sense of I obviously have very clear genres, just like you do, that I tend to pick up, mm -hmm. right? So uh, we actually have bookstores here uh, that have English sections. Uh, uh, and two of them, thankfully, are like small business. Everything oh. here is pretty much small business. It's right. fantastic. Um, and I went into one called Artform. Love the place. And I found this book called uh, Conspiracy. And the cover was amazing. Now, the other cool thing, I've been like, I messaged Bianca as soon as I realized it. I got really giddy. So if I buy books in English here, they are from the UK, 
So mm-hmm. I get the UK covers. Oh, nice. That I wouldn't normally get. Yeah. So um, I bought this book called The Conspiracy clearly for the cover. Mm-hmm. And I know we've been told all of our life not to judge books by our cover, but mm-hmm. the whole point of a cover artist is to make your book appealing, right? So Detroit. they did a good job. Right. right. Um, it's done mainly black and white, and it has this black bird of some sort on the front, and the lettering is all in red, and it just gave me a, like, kind of Edgar Allan Poe vibe. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I must get this. It's actually not Edgar Allan Poe. Um it is set in Paris in 1585. There are some names in here that are true. So it's historical fiction mm-hmm. um, because a lot of this is just uh, fiction. But it, it does focus on, like, um, Catherine de' Medici and, uh, let's see, sorry, King Henry the uh, Third and Catherine de' Medici. And, you know, the Protestants and the Catholics are at war at the time. One thought one was better than the other and vice versa. And I actually picked this up and I got like four chapters in and went, oh, I need to put this on my Goodreads and discovered that it's actually number five in a series. Oh, crap. Yeah, that's what I thought. So I went back and forth because at this point I was four chapters in and had no clue that I picked up a book that was in the middle mm-hmm. of a series. So I decided to keep on going because I thought, well, if I'm this far in and not confused about anything, it should be pretty good. Right. So completed the whole thing. Uh, there were a few things referenced where, like, it was one of those, like, oh, I would like to know more about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that is in previous books, mm-hmm. but you could easily keep on going. Um, and Bruno is a former monk slash, uh, he, he, like, he commits heresy, basically. Mm-hmm. And so he's kind of like, He's in the favor of one king, but he's hated by the others, um, and he's Italian, and he gets put in the middle of a deadly conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's asked by the king to find out who uh, the murderer is to someone that we meet at the very beginning, and then there starts being more killings, and this person is believed to be the bad guy that did it, and actually he did it, but he's using it to his advantage, and... It ends up being this t- twisted tale of there's like five, four or five deaths when it's all over with at the end of the book. Um, very intriguing. It, mm-hmm. it thoroughly kept me interested. Highly recommend it. The author is um, a female UK uh, lady. Uh, now, her author name is S.J. Paris, mm-hmm. uh, but it's a pseudonym for Stephanie Merritt. And she is um, an English literature major from Queen's College in Cambridge. And she has apparently um, won various literary awards and written for different publications. Uh, her use of knowledge of history, accurate mm-hmm. history, mm-hmm. is very well done. She has maps of Paris at the time of, like, what this city that she's talking about. Because it it's in Paris, like, what it would have looked like, how things were going. It's phenomenal. I highly recommend this. I haven't gone back and, like, to the beginning of the series. Um, but I'm definitely going to do it. So... Like I said, historical fiction is not one that I, like, gravitate towards, Mm -hmm. but I couldn't put it down. It was wonderful. That sounds awesome. Yeah. It's about 500 pages. Oh, wow. All right. Not Not thick, but not, like, as thin as some of the others that I've been reading. Um, All right. So this other one, I just finished it, like, yesterday. 
Um, it's called The Hollow Places. It is by T. Kingfisher. Um, which I had um, tried another Kingfisher book that never really got me uh, uh -huh. super interested called The Twisted Ones. I might go back. This one is interesting because I enjoyed the story, but the narration was not super awesome. Um, oh, I hate that when that happens. Yeah, and it's very rare that I find a narrator that is not impressive to me. But she's she's all right, but mostly I had to listen around her. If that makes any sense, it does. It um, does. <laughs> uh, so this story is about uh, this woman who um, is getting divorced from her husband and goes to help her uncle who owns what's called the Wonder Museum in a little town in North Carolina. And as a result, uh, she finds a doorway to a parallel universe uh, in the Wonder M Museum. Her and her friend get trapped over there for a night and they encounter horrors. Uh, some pretty, pretty scary kind of like body horror stuff because okay. the bad like the aliens or the other dimensional things are like willows so like they're in this place that they're at it's like a bunker and mm -hmm. then once they climb out of the bunker it's like little islands with bunkers on them and they're covered oh. with willows and then um it's like a kind of like a bog like a marsh yeah um but the willows will like control you like take over you they can Ooh. read your mind like the more you think about them the more dangerous they are and they find like a survivor in this parallel universe and he kind of tells them his story and then he's like all fucked up like he's all his intestines are all like i mean it's pretty gory it's a pretty gory story but um they they actually make it back and then they start having issues um the parallel universe uh things may have followed them through ah. um so it's a pretty good story like i liked that idea right i i really just do love like you said the falling through the hole falling through the right. portal you know and you discover this place and but a lot of the the way that she will narrate mm -hmm. will make the the character sound more whiny than I think okay. it is intended because and then but some of the writing is a little bit repetitive as well um she she will sort of like harp on these subjects yeah. which I think that she gets across very well the first time so I don't know why she always has to like say it again like maybe she doesn't think she got it across so she's maybe sure I was she just like, like, like drives it home it's a weird story, but like I'm following. Like I get right, it. I right. Need, like she ex she over explains a bit ah, um, ah. instead of like letting it sit. Um, but it's not in a bad way. I would give probably do like one and a half thumbs on that. Um, yeah. just for the narration. Um, yeah. and a little bit of repetitive storytelling, but overall pretty good. And I might go back and try the twisted ones and see if, since I'm used, it's the same narrator for this author. So if I'm used to her voice, maybe mm -hmm. that'll help. It might help. Like yeah. sometimes they grow on you. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes. No, just... Or a different character. It might work better with, you know, Oh, that's true. That's yeah. true. Um, so I won't go into all of, of my books uh, because one, I have already 
reached my reading challenge goal. Holy shit. What was your yeah. number? My goal was 50 for the year because I thought Damn. I just can't do. At first, I really didn't think I'd get there. I go through lulls. Like right now, I'm not really watching much TV, but like I can't put my Kindle down. Right. Um, so I'm in one of those moods at the moment where like my book goes everywhere with me. Mm-hmm. So um, I've reached 50. I finished that crazy bonkers story I started telling you guys about last time that I had to buy from the Dream app. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it just kept going. It's really long. <laughs> I finished it. Where you at? What's your rating on that? Uh, I gave it three stars on Goodreads Mm -hmm. because I enjoyed it enough to continue. And this is like, I'm going to say it. I know I read romance books and I enjoy the steamy times. There is too much. Like, it took away from the story, like, because I was genuinely interested in the story. Right. Um, I'll have to find this TikTok and send it to you. There's a girl that was like, here's my rating, here's my star ratings for books. And when I heard hers, I was like, yes, that is the perfect way to describe. So, like, three, I liked it. Not going to read it again. Uh I might even tell somebody, like, proceed with caution. Uh But I don't really have any major negatives. Like you said, like... She's, again, this girl is also a uni that wrote it a a little repetitive. Uh And then far too many POVs. Uh Like, I feel like you could have, I'm interested in all those other people. And their story is going on concurrently with, like, the two main people. Uh But I'm almost wondering if you could have done, like, novellas or additional little stories in the back of the book of like oh and during this time this is what so and so we're experiencing Mm. far too many povs obviously it is a indie written it's not even like uh beta read and tested really so there are grammatical errors like Mm -hmm. i was and that was frustrating to me yeah but i understood going into it that that's the type of story i was reading right but i did i finished it um I don't know if you're into shifter romance with lots of steamy graphic <laughs> sexual <Sounds> intercourse. <laughs> it might be for you. What was it called? It was called My Miracle Luna. That's right. Because <laughs> a pack master's uh, like lady, right, is, is, the, is the Luna of the pack. Right. You have the Alpha and the Luna, and yeah. they are they make together that they run pack. So it's called My Miracle Luna. Uh, it's on the Dream app from Uni. Mm-hmm. It actually costs money. Again, we're not going to talk about what I paid for it. Okay. Moving but on. I'm glad that the uh, that the you know she was compensated for her work. Mm-hmm. So I'll say oh, that. Yes. Um, I have gone heavy on the cozy mysteries again, mm-hmm. and I think because one they're enjoyable, two it gives me that aspect of can I figure it out. And three, most of them are under 250 pages. Oh, shit. Most. Okay. So, yeah, quick reads. Yeah, they are quick reads. There's also typically uh, a lot in one series. Unless yeah, you're, yeah. like, the Agatha Raisin ones, they are a little bit thicker. But there's usually a lot in a series. Right. Um, and I 
was reading more from Tanya that I've talked about before. She had the criminals, uh, camper and criminals series. Mm-hmm. She's the lady that I mentioned buried uh, crystals at the top yes. of the show. Uh, so I had been going further into that. And then she has another series I decided to check out called Killer Coffee. Set again, small town coffee shop. Um, enjoying that. Mm-hmm. But I, uh, this whole time, like I've been friends with her and didn't know she had like a readers group, mm-hmm. which... I should have known because most people, unless they are Stephen King, have a readers group where they interact with, mm-hmm. you know, their, um, I guess you'd say fans. So Yeah, their fan base. Yeah. So, like, I've been friends with her on Facebook. She even, like, shared the link to our show once because mm-hmm. I gave her the, the snippet of us talking about one of her books. Um, but from her, I found out another woman that, okay. I'm really bad about buying Kindle books when they say there's zero dollars. Mm-hmm. I'm just hitting buy now because it doesn't cost anything and just getting them in my, like, to Library. read later. Yeah. Right. Because my TBR list is longer than my life will ever be. So there's that. <laughs> so getting them in the library because a lot of times you'll go back later and it, it's six ninety nine. Mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And, or you go back and it's 99 cents, which I don't mind. Right. But, like, right. if there's zero, I'm going to grab them. Right. So, um, the other day, Tanya had in her group a takeover by a lady named Jenna St. James. And I was like, I haven't read anything by this woman. I stood corrected and I had read one of her works and apparently owned four of her Kindle books and had never <laughs> read them. <laughs> so then, because of the author takeover, I actually won another Kindle book from her. This was all a week ago, by the way, like a week and a half. I have now read... One, two, three, four, five, six Jenna St. James books. <laughs> you got on a roll. <laughs> I got on a roll because then I felt really bad. I was like, oh, right. my God, I have bought four of this woman's books. She's in this author takeover group. She's super sweet. She's talk- Apparently, she's also from Kentucky, I believe, or no, like just, I think she just small towns. Like it's something mm-hmm. to do with Kentucky we were talking about with her. Um, so I won one of her books and I apparently already owned four of them. So I went on a dive because then I felt bad that I'd won one. And uh, yeah, so um, she is also a cozy mystery author, obviously. And then she's also written some romance, but I haven't gotten to those yet. Mm-hmm. I have completed both works in her Copper Cove series. Those are really fun, really quick reads. I seriously think the longest one is like 130 pages. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm thinking there may be a paranormal element coming later, but at this time it's not. Mm -hmm. It's homicides taking place in this cozy little um, seaside town. uh, And they're actually being solved by three young women who are are in high school. One of them is, uh, they're kind of the outcast kids. Mm -hmm. One of them is the new girl to school and her parents happen to be the lawyer, both the prosecutor and like on both sides of it. The other one uh, is dad is the coroner, and she knows dead set what she wants to do for the rest of her life, which is work with dead bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the main young lady, her grandmother owns, like, the tr- apothecary. And I think we're going to find out later that some of this witchy jokes, mm-hmm. like, she really is a witch. Witch. Um, because they talk about how her herbs and medicines really do work mm-hmm. on these people. But she's made fun of at school and, like, called, like, witch's granddaughter 
Mm-hmm. And her mom ran out on her, so obviously she's made fun of for that, too. She writes this series with her stepdaughter, which I think is really cool. So the perspective oh. of an actual teenager is is there. Um, and then the next series from there that I went on to, it's actually two series but are parallel to each other. And that they're built they're in the same world. Mm-hmm. And it's the Enchanted Island. It is straight up paranormal. Um, everybody, so there's an island out in the middle of, I don't know, I think like the Pacific Northwest is where I would venture. If they've said exactly where it is, I missed it. Um, but the island is a safe haven and houses all paranormal creatures from fairies to werewolves to witches. And they all live there basically in harmony. And nothing, they have a police force, but nothing bad usually happens. Like, people get in scuffles with each other. They yeah. get into arguments. Um, but in this first set of books, it's introducing the island and some of the characters. Um, they actually have a couple murders. Uh-huh. And they're like, what? We've never had this. So those get solved. And then in the books, they talk about a character um, named Shayla a lot who left the island at 18 and works for, like, a paranormal FBI, basically. Oh, cool. But she comes back only to, like, take prisoners away when they really, really have to. Okay. Um, which spurned the series that I told you works congruent or parallel in the same universe called Witch in the Woods. So you have the Enchanted Island Mysteries, which is a three-part book series about one set of people. And then the next one that I've just started is Witch in the Woods. And it's okay. about Shayla specifically. Um, her writing is really good. Um I think there are some moments of repetitiveness, but I think that is just, it's what happens in the cozy mystery world because mm-hmm. sometimes you're trying to remind, they're kind of made where while it's a series, you could pick one up and it'd be a standalone. Right, right. So most of the time when you pick these up, if you're in book three, it's going to be like, I'm so-and-so and I do this and I live yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. 18, I moved away and then I came back. So sometimes yeah. it's repetitive, but I think they're made where you could pick it up at any time and feel like you're part of the story. Mm-hmm. Um Quick reads, fun reads. I figured out the killer on the three from the Enchanted Island with Serena and Grant. I just finished number one in Witch in the Woods and I was wrong. Mm, nice. I know. It was a nice, refreshing surprise. Mm-hmm. So I highly recommend her if you like that. You just you want to read and you want a quick thing to read. Um, that's not hard to read. Mm-hmm. Like you're not getting caught up going, wait, 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 what did that say again? Right. Um, it's just fun and campy and, you know, light, but also death. I mean, right. Yeah. 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 A little yeah. casual death. Never right. hurt anybody. Off well, I am super proud of you for already crushing your goal. Thank your you. Goal. I had to send you something. I'm not done. A so. book, I guess. <laughs> That'd be fine. I love yeah. them. Yeah, I'm not done, though. So, like, I've decided I'm not bumping my goal up. Okay. But I'm going to see where it goes. Go. All right. Any other books you want to talk about before we move on to podcast? No, because I read 50 of them, so I was okay. trying to condense yeah. there. I yeah, was trying to good. do... I have been really into podcasts. Um, Me too, actually. <laughs> but what sucks is that I got a new phone, and then... So, I use Podcast Addict. And, like, you don't have to, like, really sign in. Like, you don't have, like, a account, really. Okay. So, when I got my new phone, 
all of my podcasts went bye-bye and I had to like go and refine and resub to all the podcasts and I have not yet made it to all of them. I was like, all of a sudden I can't remember like, what the fuck was I listening to? <laughs> like, I know I'm missing some shit. Um, but anyway, that being said, I saw this, I guess on Twitter. And then it was mentioned in one of my chat groups. Uh, Marvel does their, uh podcast series Mm -hmm. they had done the um wolverine the lost trail a couple years ago and which i didn't listen to at the time um but i have since gone back uh but they're doing what's called wastelanders and it's called old man star lord so yeah so if you know anything about uh sort of the old man logan type deal where you know it's like post-apocalyptic like world in marvel Mm -hmm. Uh, Doom is in charge of everything on the planet. Um, so we meet Star Lord and Rocket, who are together, um, and then they meet this. Um, basically, she's like a AI recorder. So she's just basically a bot that it, her main job is just to record things that happen. Okay. And they find her on this empty ship, and she becomes their traveling companion. And it's a really fun um, sort of plot device because. The fact that she records everything makes it all work out in a podcast format. You know what I'm saying? So there's the expository stuff that you need to know is well done through this character. Um, I really like the voice work on this one. My only complaint would be that Star-Lord and Rocket sound too similar um sometimes okay are they like, done by the same uh, no it's two different people oh um, interesting but to me they their voices are remarkably alike and it took me a good half an episode to get <laughs> get it straight right even so then like, who's talking sometimes at points in the story i'm still unsure of which it is i mean like context clues will help me figure it out but like right it's annoying and distracting to me to have to try to figure it out. Okay. Um, but, I mean, it could be I'm just weird and I, I can't. But anyway, um, it's it's a good story. Like, um, you get Doom in it. You get um, Danny Glover is in it. Oh, um, nice. As one character. Vanessa Williams is Emma Frost. Um, so there's some name actors in there. And the production is amazing. Like, uh. Uh, fucking Marvel, like it's Marvel quality. Yes, um, the writing is good. Like, it's it's solid. The episodes are pretty short, like um thirty ish minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's pretty quick. And right now, they are six chapters in, and I am up to four. Nope, five. I just finished five. So, um. Yeah, well, definitely two two thumbs up. Now the the Wolverine one, I went back to listen to, and they had two seasons of um, Wolverine: The Lost Trail. So the first is called The Long Night. The Long Night series I did like a lot. Mm-hmm. I thought Wolverine was real good. Um, it was a good story. It's it's pretty typical Wolverine type stories. Um, a little bit of a twist at the end as well. Uh, now, season two was different. Um, it was The Long Trail, I think. Yeah. And that has Gambit in it. And it's okay. set in New Orleans, which you would think would be good. But something about it sort of falls apart 
kind of halfway. Okay. Um, I will pick it up and finish it, but I did lose interest. Um, looks like four episodes into that one. But it, all ten of those are out now. Okay. On seasons one and two of that one. All right. What about your podcast choices? Um, so I have a new one that I'm pretty sure most people that listen to us is probably already going to know about, but still, uh, I have one from Madam Queen Bailey Sarian. Oh, yes. She actually has a podcast now. Um, you know, she started on YouTube doing Mm -hmm. makeup stuff and then she Mm -hmm. does murder mystery makeup. And she, I think, was approached about doing this because it's in, I, don't, I forget which company it is in conjunction with. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's uh, Dark History. Oh, Audio Boom. It's done in conjunction with Audio Boom. Oh, okay, yeah. And it's called Dark History. Um, and she's going to talk, and each episode she talks about things a little bit different. Um or not different, but she talks about things that happened in history that either A, you forgot about, or B, like, nobody really talks about the dark behind it, like, mm-hmm. the horrible to it. Um, episode one was the DuPont chemical scandal, which I vaguely remembered, because, again, it's dark and they tried to hide it. Mm-hmm. Um, and two was the Zoot Suit Riots, which oh, we all know is a yeah. fantastic song, <laughs> but a horrible incident that I was not, I mean, I won't lie, I knew I know what zoot suits are. The song is pretty awesome, but I didn't know all of the information like behind the zoot suit riots and what they actually were, and um, how people were discriminated on, and how you know all of that. I mean, I knew people were discriminated on. I didn't know about this specific incident. Right, right. Um, so it's been really interesting so far. I think they're coming out weekly on Wednesday. Okay. And then a week after it comes out, she'll actually have the video format on YouTube for all those hardcore people that have always been following her and want to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, because I followed her for a long time, I'm okay with having it in podcast, this in podcast form, because you already know, like, her facial expressions. Like, you, you know... So it's kind of like listening to a friend talk. Right, yeah. You know what kind of mannerisms they have. I'm really enjoying it. Uh, it just started in like the end of May, so it's not very far in, but it's really good and it's very um, different. The zoot suit one was sad. It made me mm. it made me sad too, but um, I think so it's things qu- you need to know. <laughs> yeah, the question. I'm um, I'm not watched her stuff, but I'm familiar with her. Um, now, is there like a Patreon or like is she like pushing stuff the whole time? Is it like very commercialized because I feel like somebody like her might use this opportunity to make a ton of money, which she should, but also sometimes that's a detriment to your podcast. She does not have a Patreon. As far as I know, she's never had one. I've never heard her talk about one. She does have ads on YouTube and in her Patreon. Again, this podcast is actually done through a production company, Audio Boom. Mm-hmm. So she does, um, but... I'm okay with her ads because I want to say she does one like halfway through or at the top of the show. And then that's it. Like she doesn't talk about it again. So she's Um, not pushing you to a Patreon or to. No, no, no. Okay. Yeah. And her YouTube, I think if I remember correctly, she usually starts off 
because I was just watching uh, before our call. I was catching up on some of her murder mystery and makeup. Um, she had an ad for HelloFresh, but she actually shows herself preparing HelloFresh, mm-hmm. which is a common one mm-hmm. in the podcasting and YouTube world. Right. She um, has an ad for that, but then once her ad's over, she goes into her story, and she, like, doesn't talk about it. I think at the very end, though, if I remember correctly from all the past episodes I've ever watched of her, she'll be like, thank you again to my sponsor this week, and mm-hmm. she'll remind you who they are. And if there's a code, she'll give you the code one more time. Mm-hmm. But I really feel like she doesn't cram it down your throat. Like, okay. it's not like that's join good. the patreon do this do that um and that's a good that's a good thing that you bring it up because uh there's another one i listen to where they do it like at certain points on purpose mm-hmm. but you know it's coming so if right. you want to right. skip ahead or or, or right. whatever like they do it here and here and it's like boom okay this is who we are this is what we do we have a patreon we have a website this is all of our stuff you don't right. have to join us but if you want to it's there right. done those are the ones I prefer, you know. Yeah. And so, um, before we do Nerd Eye Candy, mm-hmm. I want to talk a little bit about really sad news. Um, a podcast that we discovered together and love, 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 love called Real Life Ghosts. Um, we talked about before. Um, we bought merch from them communicated with them and listened to them for years now yeah. and them by them I mean the host Emma and Dan a married couple probably the only married couple that you would ever want to just like listen to like right uh married couples are not really usually that fun to hang out with honestly <laughs> I mean, like you know <laughs> what I'm saying like if they're you know they're fussing or whatever but right. they were just joy and light together and Dan had a heart condition, which they talked about on the podcast, and we knew about. Um, but then Dan passed away all of a sudden, and very, uh, very unexpectedly. Yes, um, quite. It is such a weird feeling because, yeah. and I, I don't think that we have to describe it that much. I think people know by now that they get attached um, to these podcasts, and it's uh-huh. so weird. It makes you feel funny. You're like, what What am I doing? But, like, <laughs> when, in, in my case, with them, their show was so beautiful and simple. It yeah. had funny stories, like, real, true listenership and a yes. real, true engagement with their listeners. And a real community within yes. that listenership that you and I yes. are both actually a part of. Uh, the Facebook group. We were all absolutely devastated when we yeah. saw this, and the first thing I did was text you. And yeah, I did too. You and I were like texting each other at the yeah, same time. Yeah, and, just... and it, it was awful because you, as much as like I will miss Dan, like he was a lovely guy, like yes, funny yeah. and smart, and you know he had great takes on all the stuff that they talked about. You know they talk about. All the paranormal stuff, UFOs and and cryptids and like every conversation was just like listening to friends. It's truly, truly how you felt about it. But my heart breaks for Emma because she is a darling person and they were this, like they were each other's people like yeah. they because because of, of his health condition they hold up during COVID they I mean they, they were yeah. like they they didn't go to their jobs like they had to they 
their job became the podcast and it was just because of covid that they had to do that it was never their intention i don't think to like make that their job um they but, joked, I think, sometimes, right. and they were like, oh, that would be wonderful, but we don't think it'll happen. And right. and it did because of an amazing community and because they are super talented podcasters. Yes. Um, you and I have talked about it before. Anybody can have a podcast. Mm-hmm. But to tell a story and to have an engagement is a whole different thing. And they came in on the scene. Uh had just from episode one, like, had your full attention yeah. Yeah. Um, in such an endearing way. Like, you and I have mentioned them many times here before. If you follow us on Instagram, we have talked back and forth with them on Instagram stories before when you and I have been together mm-hmm. um, watching shows. They truly engaged with their community and fellow podcasters they were super supportive um they never like their numbers are phenomenal and never once did they make any of the other podcasters that they'd become friends with feel like they were better because they had skyrocketed the way they did um and the other thing is like my life kind of changed we even joked sometimes Dan's whole thing was Emma would go to start a story and she would say, are you ready? And he'd always be like, no, <laughs> no. Cause he was going to be terrified. Ready. He's yeah. never ready. Um, and that was what was so endearing about him is he wasn't ready. Um, and he also, someone asked once, you know, how do you know if a story is real? And he said to me, if a person is putting their story out there, it's real. It's, I, I'm not going to tell them that what they experienced isn't real right you know i don't know that it's real but i'm, I'm not going to tell them it's not real like i don't know like i i they're genuine people they don't very empathetic people yes too. Um, yes they they would like people so the their format of their stories is they uh they tell uh like stories that everybody knows like roswell whatever like they'll tell you know what happened here and um walk you through a story give their own opinions but then they also accept submissions so half of their show is just straight up reading true stories from their listeners that they send in and they always handled all those stories with so much love you know if if it was scary you know they would make a joke about it and um, but if it was heartwarming, they would, you know, they would just so much love and light on that show um, and just belief and acceptance like about pretty much everything. Um, but their relationship was the absolute core of it. Um, yeah. A lot of people have all this weird displaced, displaced, uh, uh, unplaceable grief where where do you put it? You know, it's like. I didn't know them. They didn't right. really know me. It's like, what What do I do with this? Like, Right. Like, we then, interacted with each other as, like, fellow podcasters and then also fans of their show. Yeah, yeah. And they talked to us like they'd known us forever, and we talked back to them like we'd known them forever. But you're right. There, there was a meme that's, like, years old now where the guy's sitting, and he's, he's like, doing something, and he's, like, laughing at the picture, like, the fake advertisement yeah, yeah, yeah. of people laughing. And put the words that were put to it were, like, just listening to my podcast friends and like laughing and talking along with them and that's truly what a podcast becomes for a lot of people Mm -hmm. and that well that's what 
that was for me. Like when I heard them, especially the, our names were mentioned a couple of times uh, from like interactions on social media and stuff with them. And when you would hear something like that, it just, it was, I don't know. It meant something, if that yeah. makes yeah. sense. I mean, you're like, hell, it, they're listening. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I just, I couldn't believe it, and um, I hate it so much. I, I miss them already. Like, I keep going to go to the app and and pull it up. Like, oh, I got a real life ghost stories on there. Yeah. I need, uh, no, I don't. Like, I won't. I, <sighs> Sorry, I won't lie. When, when the post came up in the group that day, um, I think Sinead had actually posted it. Um, Sinead's from Poisoner's Cabinet. She has mm-hmm. actual close personal friends with Emma and Dan both. She's done numerous plays and stuff with Emma. When she posted it, I didn't see that she was the one that, that had posted it. And this mm-hmm. is going to sound really bad, but I thought some weird joke. Mm-hmm. It was like, because it is a podcast about ghost stories, stories. haunting yeah. throughout yeah. i i i skim read it and i thought it was a joke or a play on words mm-hmm. and then i realized it wasn't mm-hmm. and that was that was a hard moment it was amazing the outpouring that i saw over oh, the yes. over the days i mean like people would just write all these testimonials about you know, Dan made this comment about me and made my day. Dan right. did this. Dan said that. I knew him. We did this. Like, everything was amazing. Like, nobody had anything bad to say about him. Mm-hmm. And I, I couldn't see it anyway. Um, you know, they just want to keep, they want to keep them together. They want to keep the show, I think. The fans want the show, but they're, it can't. Like, Right. I hate it, but like it's over. Like they are what the show was. I well, mean, and the, then like somebody else can still tell me ghost stories and read right. me ghost stories. It's still not going to be real life ghost stories. Um, and it's like while we all lost a friend or someone that you know, I also was really moved by the stories where people were like, you know, when I found you guys. I was in a really bad depression. There was one young man that told a story of like how he almost committed suicide and a friend had told him to listen to his podcast. That was the furthest thing from his mind at the moment. And for whatever reason, there was a night where he was like, this is going to be it. And he turned on the pod and ended up obviously not choosing suicide that day. And now has an amazing boyfriend and like a life that he never thought he'd have. Because mm-hmm. he made one decision. And I can't imagine what someone like that is going through. Because mm-hmm. it was like listening to Dan and Emma is what got them through literal hell. Yeah. Yep. So I can't imagine that. So those people, all of us in the community, lost someone that like we looked to as a comfort every week. But I cannot begin to imagine what Emma is going through. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that the majority of everyone has been very respectful yes. of her privacy. They haven't actually, like, there were some people saying, what happened? What happened? Like, wanting right. to know details. And I right. don't think that's for us to know. No. Unless she wants us to know. Right. Um, and I'm glad that most people are respecting the boundaries. Right. 
that and, should be in place. And they, their hearts are in the right place. You know, oh, they, for sure. They want, they want Emma to be supportive. I mean, we all know that they had turned it into their pretty much main income, mm -hmm. right? So, and the Patreon, it's like a dollar or five dollars. Like, you know, yeah. and they never, they never pounded you over the head with it. Like, they it was jokes like, about it. Like, yeah, but, you know, it was like, it's very little, but also it's a lot. That's their fucking income, you know? Yeah. Um, and so people wanted to subscribe to the Patreon just to give them the money or to buy the merch, you know, so that they could get a little bit of money that way. Um, so and those are the only things that we can do. I mean, yeah, you know, there, that, that's why I said, like, helpless. there's this unplaceable grief, like, I can lay it on the internet, you know, like with the people, right. the testimonials, but you just kind of have to tuck it away. I mean, <laughs> um, and move on, I guess, but that's way easier said than done. It's an odd thing. And I'm glad that we decided to bring it up because it's a very odd thing. And if anyone else listen to them or listen to any other podcast where you woke up one day and your podcaster either just quit because mentally they couldn't do it anymore or unfortunately left this earth mm -hmm. i see you yeah because <laughs> it's uh you said it perfectly when you you do, what kind of grief is this it's, mm -hmm. it's like you said it's like sort of an unplaced um it's it's kind of new, like in yeah, in a social media construct, I guess, like all of these feelings that you end up developing, mm -hmm. good and bad, honestly, because you know, there's there, I have recently experienced the bad side of someone becoming too invested into a podcast, right? So it's it's like, what do you do? Right. <laughs> you uh, have the empathy it, and the sympathy, but then you also understand that there should be boundaries. And for those no, of you that do grasp the boundaries, it's still hard. Right. Like, yeah. It's still. And there's no like um, frame of reference for this sort of grief, really. Right. Like in the past, like pen pals, maybe might be an example. Yeah. Like, you know, somebody from far away that you talk to on the regular, but right. you're not technically in each other's lives. Right. Like it, it's, it's this weird digital relationship. Yeah. Or that, like where one side of the component may be in the other person's life more than, and in right. this instance, because Levels, people were right. listening to them. Right. Uh, repetitively and getting them through their day or their right. horrible life like right. to that person they were Emma and Dan were more intertwined in their life than right. they were intertwined in Emma's and Dan's it, it's it's amazing like mm -hmm. it's amazing that that exists but this is the downfall of it you know it's one of the downfalls of not having that anymore you know mm -hmm. especially if you have abandonment issues <laughs> uh, that can trigger you yeah, um, yeah. Stuff. So I, I just I love that show. I will always love that show. Mm -hmm. And I love Emma and I love Dam and I love Tiny Bims. Yes. So. We love love Tiny Bims. Uh I do ask 
if you are new and you decide that you want to go check them out to just still be mindful and respectful that this is a mourning and grieving time for Emma and their family and their friends and that we can't tell someone how to grieve or how to mourn or how long that takes. Um, so give them space, give them time, give them. But go back and listen to their cat back catalog. Yeah. They have tons and tons of shows. All all fantastic. I never listened to a bad episode of their show. No, I not haven't. one minute was I ever even annoyed even with when anything. they're like, "Oh, our, I'm really sorry, our sound is bad today." I was like, "No, it's not. No, it's not. Yeah, it's not. I mean, sounds great." Um, you know, I don't know. It was rough, but on to something happier and sexier. What time is it? It is nerd eye candy of the moment. <laughs> I should have recorded you doing that. <laughs> Visually, that is. Uh, <sighs> so this is a tough one. This is tough. You know, after almost five years of doing this, it starts getting harder. It does. You try well, we not watch to be so much shit, you know. Right? Um, so I, I'm going to do, okay, it's really hard because also the female leads and everything are like fucking awesome. Like I fall in love with all these amazing women on these shows and they're all gorgeous um but i think i am going to go with the marianne character from normal people so her character um, not the well uh, yeah because she is the whole thing like she's just she was real different um kind of fucked up you know mm -hmm. um and damaged but also super smart and just a very interesting character, but I'm trying to find that actress's name since I... I had it pulled up a minute ago. I did it. too. I was looking um, and adding the things that you recommended to my list. Oh, um, uh, Daisy Edgar-Jones. Yes, yes. I will say it counts as nerdy because she's a nerdy character. <laughs> well, we established a long time ago that it counts as nerdy if you... Like, the definition of nerdy is, like, what is something that you nerd over or you geek out about or you... Like, there's there are, there's not a definite construct definition of what nerd or geek is anymore, you know? You can be right. a book nerd. You could be right. a, uh, a, a school nerd, I mean, you know? Well, like, somebody that, like, repetitively loves school, you know, like, and all things about it. You could be you know, a medical nerd and really into like anything and everything medical. So I, I, I'm going to say anybody you choose, regardless mm -hmm. of where they are, is nerdy. fitting because you are nerding over them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A nerd over hot chicks. It's empowering. <laughs> right. It is. It's seeing, yeah. a, I mean, okay, so for some, for some women, they look at another woman and are like, she fine. In the sense of, like, a literal attraction. And then there's also where straight women look at other women and be like, oh, my God, hot damn. Because it's, like, this empowerment that you get from them. So it's totally okay mm -hmm. to have, you know, women as our nerd eye candies. Because it could be for either reason. It's for all the reasons. All the reasons. <laughs> Who you got? 
So mine is more cutesy this time. Um, the young man in Dairy Girls, and I actually just looked him up because I was curious. He plays a high schooler. So yeah. I was curious how old he actually is. He's actually 28. Oh. So. Don't you love that? I, I know. That cracks me up. But um, he his character arc, and he... Is it James? It is. Yeah, it's uh, played by Dylan John Llewellyn. Yeah. Um, he's the English kid, so he's English, and they're all Irish, which is another big deal. Yeah. Um, he is adorable, and his character arc grows immensely from episode one, season one, to episode, that final episode, season two. And his look, he also is starting to, he gains more confidence in himself mm-hmm. as he goes. So he's, like, starting to, I guess, feel more masculine and, and manly. Um, and he's adorable, and I think what's great is, like, they're constantly, like, making fun of him, and they're like, oh, the English twit, and, like, cracking <laughs> jokes at his expense, and he's like, I'm right here, I can hear you! Like, he's just very endearing, and then while they're all doing, like, stupid, you know, 90s teenage girl stuff, he's like, we're all gonna get, we're all gonna get caught, like, we're all gonna get in trouble, like, mm-hmm. like he's... The, He's the voice of reasoning that they refuse to listen to. Right. But he's because they're all insane. They are. Um, They're just hysterical. The show overall, again, must watch, quick watch, 30 minute episodes, two seasons, like six episodes per season. But he is. He he is. His character growth is phenomenal. And you, it's kind of like you're watching him grow up in a, in a sense. Like, obviously, he's a 28-year-old man. Mm-hmm. But, like, the way that they do it in the show, it's almost like you're watching him grow between these two years. Because they go from being juniors to seniors in the in the show. So I remember him being real cute. Yeah, he's adorable. Yeah. So that's my choice. Well, what was that look? <laughs> Something's going on outside. I can't remember what it was. Um... So, what have you got going on as far as other podcasts? You guys, most of you know that I'm here, and this was, like, our first podcast ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've been doing this for a long time now, too. It has way. been a long time. It's been a hot minute. I'm proud of us, because most Me podcasts too. don't last this long. We take Look, some hiatuses, but... I'm, I'm going to say, I like, think that is maybe what lends a hand in the length of time that we've yeah, been Yeah, and... You know, we both do other things, too, mm-hmm. so it's not like we're just not making stuff. It's just right. actually getting together to make stuff is the issue. It is. We it have is. tons of ideas. It's just, um, a lot of them. Yeah. Um, so, other podcasts I'm doing, I'm very heavy over on the Pop Experience feed. Um, I have the Muppets podcast with Andy. Um, don't make me say the name of it. He, it's an ongoing joke between he and I that I'm. It's just I usually have to have it in front of me. It's like mm-hmm. most sensational, inspirational, celebrational, muppetational podcast. Okay. Oh, so proud of me. I just did <laughs> what? I didn't have it in front of me either. I literally do not. Nowhere. Um, and we are currently starting, we started episode one, season one of The Muppet Show, because, you know, Disney Plus has all mm-hmm. of that content now. Um, every episode is a breakdown of four uh, episodes at a time of the show. When we reach the end of season one, we will watch the first movie mm-hmm. done. Um, and along the way, we talk about different Muppet facts, um, 
facts about the actor or, or actresses that appear as a guest on the show and just different things. Um, I'm loving it. I love the Muppets. I've always loved the Muppets. And some of these shows or episodes I don't remember seeing. They came out in the 70s. So they would have been repeats when I was a kid anyway. Right. I so know Andy is like super into it too. So that's a good he pairing. Is. He he loves it. And it's really nice to have someone that's also super knowledgeable about uh, such a niche topic. Right. So that makes it all um, all more interesting. Um, of course, uh, we do still have the podcast that we've been doing where we've been doing our Disney Pop Goes uh, to Couch. Mm-hmm. And we're, it's our Disney version, making our way chronologically. Uh, he, of course, it's Andy again and I uh, and our friend Steve. So it's the three of us doing that together. Uh, we take turns being main host on that show based on like, who loves the movie the most mm-hmm. or who had the most attachment to it or more to say. And then Ben and I are back in business over on te- with Telly and T. Mm-hmm. So we've made some change ups there. The last episode was kind of fun mm-hmm. and we've mapped out what we're doing for the rest of the year, which seems odd to say, but it's almost July. So, right. Like what am I doing with my life? Yes. <laughs> So it's already half over. Oh God! What? It just started. <laughs> what know, about when you're as far on as lockdown in Europe? Right. You're right. like you blink. Mm-hmm. Fuck in the middle of the year. Yeah. Yep. What the hell, man? What about uh, as far as your socials? Um, the best two places to find me are one in a group that you and I are both part of uh, called Place to Be. It's a conglomerate of a ton of feeds, ton of podcasters, and just people that listen to us and think we're cool, apparently. Um, and we talk about a bunch of things. Heavy wrestling, but we talk about everything over there. Um, so I don't mind being conversed with in there. And then, of course, over on Instagram is where you can find me the most, and I'm most comfortable with people interacting mm-hmm. with me. Mm-hmm. Um, just type in at, or type in Mom's a Nerd. It's really easy to find me. So Mom's a Nerd. All right, so me, I match any position. Um, so lots of shows, lots of shows that I've been doing. Um, right here on the feed, you can find a new episode of um, The Journey Through Infinity, where we talked about Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, that was a really good show. Uh, enjoyed that one. And a new episode of Hot Tokes. That's me and my friend Vanessa Shark talking everything marijuana. The last one episode we talked about edibles, some of our experiences and making you guys cover them. like history and stuff too, correct? Well, not history so much as just like a quick hit about like uh, how edibles work in your body, and then okay, so there there's factual stuff. I find yeah. that interesting. Depending on the topic, um, we you know just depending on what it is, we try to <clears throat> make it a little bit educational because a lot of people. Still don't know a ton about it, and you know right. I'm still learning a ton. We both are still learning a ton, but it's it's a weird subject to get nerdy about, but it's possible. Again, yeah, see, you can be nerdy about a lot of things. We should have um, a new episode of Talking Pop coming hopefully very soon. If you want to hear any of my wrestling content, you can find it on the Place to Be Wrestling podcast feed. I have two shows there and a third that's in hiatus. Hopefully can come back soon. They are called PTB NXT and they are called Talking WCW. Um, Those are fairly regular. 
um, whole back catalog there on the North South Connection podcast feed. I have some wrestling shows. TNA never dies. Um, going through all of TNA starting in 2002 and the extreme three-way dance which goes over ECW we are currently in hiatus right now just because they're moving things over to Peacock that are ECW branded and we will have new shows probably starting in August September so excited to get back to extreme three-way dance and then I was a guest on um, a new show over on that feed called 9021 NOSO, uh, which is <laughs> I'm, our friends JT and Tim going through, uh, you guessed it, 90210. Uh, I was on their second episode talking about the seven, second episode of the show. So that was really fun. That's a lot. There's but I'm like leaving stuff out. But anyway, uh, all my stuff was linked on on Twitter at Jenny Position and the Facebook page and our combined account is at Geek and Sassy. Yeah. Of course all the feeds that we talked about are mentioned on the Place to Be website. So like there's feeds for days. Like there's yeah. something for everybody. Oh, like God. literally. It's literally. Between those four podcast feeds there uh, like probably twenty shows a week. If, if you can't more. find something to listen to between yeah. those four podcasts, I yeah. hate to say it, but you're probably dull. <laughs> you can't sit with us anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening. You're welcome for talking. <laughs>